Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. Thank you, dear listener, and thank you. That's the voice of Dick Warren, a longtime uh, partner of our program. My name is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach, because you have to say it that way. Here today, as always, with Alex Terranova, Professional Certified Coach. Alex, does that, does that hierarchy of, uh, of credentials make you nervous? I don't, you know, when I really lean into the feelings, it leads me to cry at night and weep. And often my neighbors will come by and be like, is there an old woman weeping in here? What's going on? But, you know, it's usually it's only once a week, so it's not bad. It's cut down from two or three times a week. I'll make a note to send a gift basket to your neighbors. Uh, that would be Alex Terranova. You can find him on thedreammason.com. He's founder of thedreammason.com. He's also founder of the Dream Mason podcast. You've also got other podcasts. Uh, you're, you're cheating on me with other podcasts. Where can we find you? The Frequency Shifter Show as season two is out right now. I think the fourth episode of the season just came out. We're recording season three, which is really exciting. Um, and then I'm on the verge of launching a podcast called Playing With Problems, which I've started to record, but it's not actually out yet. But people can find out about that. The teaser is up on like iTunes and Spotify, and they can learn more about that show. Um, and Christopher, you don't know this. Well, maybe you do because you follow me on social media. I got named 40 over 40 in podcasting by Podcast Magazine. You're with a with, with a real superstar. <laughs> uh, congratulations. And I am shocked to find out that you're over 40. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Because I act? <laughs> because of my, the way I am being or because of what I'm doing? Pretty much everything. What you wear. You know, there's a lot, really. Uh, I'm teasing, of course. Is there anything that, of substance that we want to discuss today? I know that, you know, we're talking about MCC and PCC, and I think those designations are going away or changing. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of the coaching coach training community is up in a dither because the ICF has changed the accreditation as well as they intend to change the certification. Got any nervousness about any of that? I don't know that I knew that the accredited, do you want to say more? Cause I don't know that I even knew that. I knew that that process was changing, but what's the, do you want to, do you want to tell us? Cause I'm sure our listeners don't also know everything either. They're, they don't all just read about, you know, accreditation like you do all day long. <laughs> well, some of my yeah it's what i what i read to put myself to sleep uh the the accredited coach training programs accredited through the international coach federation are going through this year they'll be all will will all be changing to different criteria and different standards and the the basic change is many of the programs were centered around a certain credential, like do our program and get prepared for the ACC or do that other program and get prepared for the PCC. And then occasionally MCCs, although MCCs are so hard to come by and the rarefied air that we breathe is rarely available to everyone. But um, in all seriousness, the so they're going to more level one, level two, level three language, as well as you'll sort of know upfront what you're being prepared for. Like the program will have to say, this is a program for in preparation for level one or level two or level three. So just uh, some interesting changes. And uh, we should probably do a show about that with some coach training folks. Um, but it doesn't have to be today because we've got an extraordinary guest with us today. 
Any other questions, thoughts, feelings, body sensations you want to share with the class? Psychic intuitions or winning lottery numbers? Psychic intuitions? Uh, no, no, no. I'm 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 excited. Things are going really well over here. We had a great show with Craig last week. I think I shared with you the retreat we're hosting is that's gone really well. So yeah, do you want to share anything about your the you you? We're not here with us. You abandoned us last week. Is there anything? I did. I went to Costa Rica. My daughter was doing some volunteer work with animals down in Costa Rica. And I took it as an opportunity to go to Costa Rica for the first time ever. It's a beautiful, perfect country. And I want to be there now. So your daughter does charity work and you go on vacation. And were you like sitting there drinking a drink on a lounge chair, watching her like pick up trash on the beach, giggling? No, so she does work with animals and or did work with animals. And no, I, I don't like observing that sort of thing while I'm sipping my drink and looking at the beach. So no, I didn't. <laughs> I just went when she was finished. All right, let's that's enough silliness for from us. I'm sure will you get to our guest. Go for it. Mark Steinberg has uh, done his life's work is in creative consciousness. He's uh, powered by a vision of creative, creating a global awakening in consciousness and making love a worldwide reality. He's an accredited creative consciousness master coach. He has over 30 years international experience in teaching, coaching, training, and mentoring. He developed the consciousness coaching methodology as well as creative consciousness body of work on self-realization, consciousness development, and personal growth. He's working globally truly. He was the founding president of the ICF chapter of Cape Town. He's a published author, his first book, The Journey as well as uh, he's chosen to be one of the five coaches featured in the world's first documentary about coaching titled Leap, and then author of or co-author of the 2017 book, Take the Leap. We welcome from beautiful Greece, Mark Steinberg, MCC. Hello, sir. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on the show. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. I didn't, I didn't realize, I have to just say, you're in Greece right now and you're taking time to do a podcast with us. That is... Uh... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm on the island of Crete, um, the ancient island, which is known to be actually the embarkation point of the European civilization 3,500 years ago with the Minonians coming in from Africa, from Libya. It's just 120 miles down the coast from to, to Libya to North Africa. And it's a home of this, if you like, mythology. So it's a very historically important spot we have mountains up to 2,450 meters, and I have the privilege to live on a hill just between the white mountains. The name comes from the fact that because it's so high in winter, there's snow from December to May. And the whole peaks are, all of the peaks are white. And then down there, just six kilometers is the ocean. And right there, I have the privilege, it was my life dream to create an environment where I daily wake up and don't want to go any other place, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, uh, Jason Ross, great singer, one of his lines is, um, you don't need a holiday if there's nothing to escape from, right? So there's nothing to escape from. I'm here. I have the privilege with the digital world to reach so many people in the world. I travel a lot. 
That means uh, I go to Europe, uh, Central Europe, to lead uh, in-person trainings of the coach training, of the retreats, um, travel to South Africa. But a uh, lot I can spend the time now here and inspire people around the world through the digital medias as the technology of today allows us. So that's a very privileged position. And um, yes, so I'm super happy to be here. Let me know what you're most interested in talking about. Well, thanks for sharing a little um, about where you are. Will you tell us about what creative consciousness means? Hmm. Beautiful question. Let's start with the, with the foundation, creative consciousness. My journey started when I was 16 years old. I got into a real severe depression. My parents got worried about me. They took me to a psychologist who turned out in Munich to be one of the two leading figures in Germany, actually, um, igniting the early esoterical movement. So I was not only helped psychologically, but also introduced to meditation and body relaxation and other techniques, which started the journey of self-discovery that lasted more than 12 years. I went to India, I joined monast the monasteries there, I went to the Himalayas, to Nepal, to Japan, joining in Kyoto Sen monasteries, went to also to America. So I was on a search, a search for the fundamental answers to the question, who am I, what is life? And what needs to happen for me to wake up happy, live happy, and go to bed happy? And that was my only wish to have. My mom wanted me to become a dentist or a lawyer, something respectable. My, my father was a carpenter and would have loved me to also take over his business. But um, nothing of that was of any interest. I just wanted to feel alive, really alive. And I had the privilege to meet one of the greatest uh, spiritual teachers on the planet, Jito Krishnamurti, while he was still alive in 1983 to, um, to 1986, um, Satya Sai Baba, Osho, and those figures. And I developed an interest how to combine the spiritual richness of the East with the competence of the West. I'm born in Germany, what you can hear from my accent. We are practical people. And I want to you know, when I'm with the people in the East, my crown, if I was a tree, my crown is growing and expanding. But my roots, what is happening to my roots? If a strong wind comes, a disaster, I'm falling over. In the West, I have roots. You know, we manifest, we want to create, we make plans, and it's all about empowerment and wonderful. So the roots are deep, but often the crown it's not really having that beautiful expansion as in the East. So the two together, the yin and the yang, the West and the East, that I felt is one of my missions, one of my passions in life. And all boiled down to consciousness, but creative consciousness. That means manifestation. That means getting, creating a life you love to live. Creating a life where you are excited to get up into in the morning, you know, that you are so excited about your life that you don't want to spend any minute longer and bad than absolutely necessary for your body and your brain to rejuvenate. 
So this kind of state when you were maybe six or seven years old, I remember when it was Christmas Day, I knew I get beautiful presents. On that day, I slept maybe three hours because I was so excited. And then people go on a holiday, they're really, really looking forward to, they need less sleep. They don't care so much anymore. The drama is much less. They can't be triggered so much. And just because they have something really exciting to look forward to. And unfortunately, most people are in the system with the survival and all the necessities that are enslaving actually people and are living a life where it's not so much about excitement anymore, where the substitutes and the, you know, the, the second level mm, happiness byproducts and putting up with things and mediocrity and adaption and making compromises. This is not my life. I encourage people to become a rebel. I encourage people to say, right, let's, if there were no restrictions, what would it be that you create that you are excited to wake up into? And maybe your dream never becomes a reality, but to live for it every day, that's ecstasy. Right? And so creative consciousness is a combination of trainings, retreats, coaching, mentoring in different segments, structured, proven, because I want people not only to have an explosion in awareness and to raise their consciousness to the maximum level so they are able to, but also to manifest, you know, to, to create the relationships that are truly representing a higher level of consciousness, not esoteric, not airy-fairy, but just to be in the presence of someone where you can hold that presence and allow the space to expand between you and another. For that, you internally need to be as empty as possible. And for that, you need to have done your work, <laughs> got complete with your parents, you know, and uh, all that inner cleanup that is so important. So creative consciousness provides wake up, it provides tools to complete your past, to go back into your traumas, turn it around, heal it, get your 70 trillion cells in your body cleaned up so that there's no cell memory left any longer that drags you down. Be complete about your future, which means you answering all the essential questions. What is it you want to use your life for? What's your legacy? What's your authentic footprint, your authentic self-expression? And then when that is complete, you have a clear alignment in your energy. Then it's about acting in the here and now in such a complete way that every action you do is 100% authentic. So there are no residues. When you go to bed at night, there's not a mind spinning around. I should have done this, or I forgot to do this, or I should have been more gentle there, or I should have been more, forg more forgiving over there. No, you're just complete. <laughs> and that completion is... One of the states I am so excited to share with people that it is absolutely possible. And it's possible because I live it myself and I have helped so many people to walk into that and to manifest and to realize a life they love to live and get up into in the morning. 
I run a coaching academy since 2008, ICF accredited on all the levels, ACTH, uh, ACTP and ACSTH and CCEs and you name it, the whole thing. Uh, creative consciousness since 2004. I, I run retreats on the shadow theme yeah, because I'm a big fan of the psychologist um, Carl Gustav Jung. German psychologist about the shadow work because we all have shadows and if you don't get them out of the way then no matter what we are creating and how powerful we are we always you know meet our shadows and then have trouble again in the way I love to work with a soul I have a soul retreat um, that I lead once a year uh, then the heart and relationships are very important so that's basically a little bit of an overview of the of the wealth of the programs that are available in creative consciousness and since 2020 March, we can deliver a lot of the programs online live. So our whole coach training is delivered online live. Now we suddenly have people joining from Malaysia, people joining from Canada, from the United States, and the time zone challenges are there. But what the people are reporting is absolutely, absolutely fantastic. They say there's so much energy and it is rising every day. We have four consecutive days for each module in the program. So the time zone is not a hindrance. The multicultural um, expansion through the digital delivery, which is always life, that is one of our ethics, um, allows a greater expanded experience. So we deliver digitally and the retreats only are possible in person. You know, you got to be there. <laughs> we are living together for eight days in the most magnificent venue you can possibly imagine. And then we're going to go into this kind of work. Yeah. So don't want to want to continue any, any more going into details, but that is creative consciousness. That was so much and so rich that I kind of want to go back and take some pieces from it. The, the notion that you were able to study with these great masters, Krishnamurti, Osho, Sai Baba, if I heard correctly, is stunning. Yes. Do, you, do you believe that coaching is ultimately a spiritual endeavor? It not, not necessarily. It totally depends on the coach and what the coach is her himself in their own development and the intention and what they are able to transmit. It's about transmission. You see, if you haven't done the spiritual journey and you talk about spiritual principles, you can be very eloquent, but it doesn't land, you know, it doesn't shift another. So if you are yourself on the journey, great. The coaching ethics don't allow us to go into preaching and all the rest of it. You know that as an ICF a certified coach. Consciousness coaching is a name, is actually a registered trademark, which adds the component of planting seeds within the coaching ethics that allow the awakening of awareness, the awakening of consciousness over time. So in coaching, we are following the client, we are delivering on what they want to accomplish in the coaching and we don't take the lead. However, in consciousness coaching, that's an opportunity through questions that are not leading questions, of course, but open questions to open up windows that lead directly into the garden of 
a spiritual possibility. When the, when the client is going into resonance with that, wonderful. If not, nothing has been hurt. In the coaching process itself, there's so much opportunity to really plant a seed. That's my words, planting a seed that may help the person to wake up to the next level of their evolutionary process, expanding consciousness and expanding their life. So yes, I believe it's possible to bring in the spiritual aspect into coaching without viol violating the ethics. And it's possible when you yourself are walking the talk. Hmm. We share with us, I know you have core principles to, to this work. Will you share with us a little about that? Sure. Besides the principles that are embedded in the core competences of the ICF and the, and the code of ethics, one of my principles is, and also that reflects in the way we teach in the academy, is that the coach needs to not only learn coaching, but to become a coach, to be a coach, be the change you want to see in the world, Mahatma Gandhi. So that being part, you can't do. You cannot do being. You only can be being. However, how to then develop the being or to bring it to a next level if you can't do anything in that arena? Now we are entering a very interesting field, transformational processes, which is not the process of delivering knowledge, which is not the process of um, engaging people into exercises so that they have a particular experience. It is a process of many elements that when come together, a transformational opportunity, a transformational energy is happening that opens up the possibility for the coach being to arise. And the coach being is related deeply in all of us. It's our nature. Our nature is we are social beings. We desire to make a difference. We crave for a meaningful life. We love to help if we are a little bit conscious of our heart. But if the mind and the ego is out of the way, all human beings you know, are pretty much the same. They are creators. They want to play. They want to help each other. And they want to have a fantastic, wonderful life. And that is... One of the principles, when you are a coach, your being speaks louder than your words. And in that transmission, I'm a big fan of talking about transmission. I have a whole podcast on from transference to transmission. Transference is you're projecting your own unresolved inner stuff onto your client. Then suddenly <laughs> it's actually your mom or your dad sitting in front of you, which is very, very difficult then to be a coach. Actually, you stop being a coach. Now you are, you are also the client, to be honest. But when that is out of the way, then the inherent goodness of the person when the ego is away makes us all equal. And that is, that is one of the principles to develop the being of a coach by bringing them back to their essence and then helping them to manifest their greatness. 
Another principle is the principle of integrity. Integrity is so important and it has many levels. I differentiate integrity into seven levels. I'm not going to go into all the depths of the seven levels, but one of the foundational levels, level number three, is the level of integrity defined as that your word and your action is aligned, is one. That there's not you say one thing, you do another, and you think still another, but that all the energies, thinking, speaking, and acting is one movement. And what happens then is that your mind becomes still because there's no discord, there's no space for story. You're just a man of integrity and you're acting according to your word and your speech and your thought as it is created in a moment of reflection where you make a commitment, where you, where you say there shall be light, there shall be a coaching business with that kind of revenue and so on and so forth. So once you are clear with your integrity and you act on it and you know the pitfalls, you know when you are moving out of alignment, but when all of that is in alignment, then you are in such an incredible state of energy, which allows you to inspire others. You have an energy 24-7 running because you're open to life energy coming through you. Out of integrity means you are in your head, in your story. You are then um, in your movie. In India, they call it you know, Maya, it's the La La Land. And when you're there, life energy is not much happening through you. That's why when the more people are in story, the more people are in their own movie, the, <laughs> the less they are present. And uh, I remember when I was a young boy um, at dinners, when people were talking and when they all were in stories, I always fell asleep. You know, there was no aliveness that was waking me up, that wanted me to engage and be there. So aliveness, integrity, authenticity is a principle I am very passionate about. Our trueness, not our acts, not our roles, not the way we are presenting ourselves to the world. It might have its place, you know, when I go to a bank and into a negotiation, I play a particular role because that's what the context expects. That's all fine if you do it consciously. However, inside of yourself, no role, no artificial protection mechanism, no strong suits, nothing of that. Just to have this courage it requires tremendous courage to be who you are. For that, you need to have opened your heart. You need to know how to be vulnerable. There's nothing to hide. You need to have a clean house inside of yourself, no secrets and all the rest of it, so that you can truly relax into the presence and be completely open. And that is beautiful. And that's also one of the principles, so that we are really open to our clients, so that they can develop in instant trust. And people are having a sensor in their gut. Can I trust? Or can I not? Or should I just wait a little bit? But when you are an open person, then people trust you. They feel instinctively there's no danger in you. 
There's no manipulation. There's no secondary protocol. And that's, that's just beautiful. And maybe you can even call it love. Maybe that is, that deserves that word as well. Yeah. Mm, well, thank you for that. Um, I'm curious, did you, I'm just curious about the evolution of this. What was your, you creating this, the, the integrity, the principles, where did you create this from? Where did this come from within you? Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, The Coaching Show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. The Coaching Show is brought to you by Accomplishment Coaching, home of the world's finest coach training program. Here is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. As I shared in the beginning, when I had my first episode of the dark night of the soul. I had two. And much later, I read a beautiful article on that there's two spiritual crises in a person's uh, life. So mine was at 16, which is typical when the teenage years are transiting into the adult life. And the other one was much later in my mid fifties. So the ignition of the knowledge came out of searching, being open, listening to the teachers that I felt I can go in resonance with, being a sponge that was thirsty for knowledge, but not knowledge in the head. I always took what I received from my teachers and put it into practice and tested it. I wanted to have something practical. I, I, I don't care about the menu. I want the meal. Right? You can tell me what you want, but um, I'm looking, where's the meal? Where's it real? Did it translate? Did my mini Satori enlightenment or wonderful state, you do a retreat, you come down from the mountain, you may feel really high in consciousness, beautiful. But then two weeks later in your relationship, if you are still doing the things you have done before, 
maybe now a little bit more sophisticated, but you still are not able to hold the space for your partner if they are in a bad mood, you're going to go into reaction and then the whole power struggle and the fight is starting again. What's the point? <laughs> right? So I looked for any, everything that is making a difference on the bottom line means your life no matter what the circumstances are we all have relationships we all have parents some of us have children we have people to deal with we have a world that is disintegrating in front of our eyes it was challenging in the 70s as well by the way so it's, that's not new maybe it's very intense nowadays i agree however the world is always a challenge and our relationship to the world matters a lot and also defines who we are and this in one basket was for me i wanted to have the real deal and that's why i discovered integrity is important i met so many people in the monasteries who had no idea about integrity you know the game there was the same game like on wall street just now they were wearing robes but it was about who is getting the best seat when we do the chanting and the meditation who has the highest state of enlightenment you know all of the all of the human stuff was there so it didn't impress me at all so integrity authenticity these are the big principles and then translating that into everyday life situations. That's you've anticipated my next question, which is, you know, you speak so beautifully about all all of these core principles and ideas, things that are in incredibly important to the human experience, awakening our essence, manifesting our greatness. And I'm kind of wondering, you've got a long list of corporate clients, everything from banks to insurance companies and uh, pharma and big tech. I'm wondering how you translate this to what do people hire you for and what are some of the differences you've been able to make with corporate clients or just you know regular schlubs like us with with all of these beautiful distinctions yeah. <laughs> um there's only one way the trojan horse strategy right i can't go i can't go in <laughs> and and just say what i really would like to say no i need to deliver carefully on the level they are willing to be receptive for i need to learn and speak their language and then when i see that they are moving with me one level up then we can introduce a couple of other elements and then once they see and feel that i'm a practical man i know what i'm talking about I myself a CEO, I have several companies, I have international complex financial setups, et cetera, et cetera. When they feel, hey, this is not somebody who is like, you know, on the mountain, but down here with us and probably is something great to teach. That's a good starting point. And the executive context is a very um, delicate context. These people know that they are powerful. And at the same time, they also know that deep within, there's not much, not much happening for most of them. Right? And when I got their trust, then I challenge them. I say, okay, just for 10 minutes, sit on a chair 
do nothing. No cell phone, no music, no meditation, no, just, just do nothing. 10 minutes. Or at least try your best to do nothing. Whoa. You know, I can take them for two days into survival adventures, eating berries and sleeping on a tree, etc. It's all possible. No problem. But 10 minutes sitting still, just being with themselves. Because when you do nothing and you're not distracting yourself, then you're feeling yourself. You have a rendezvous with yourself in a full conscious moment. And that self is usually not very pretty because you haven't done the work. So then you meet something you actually would rather like to run away from. And um, I got a little bit sidetracked now about starting with executives. <laughs> Sorry for that. But I'm getting always excited. The moment I got the trust, that's what, that's what I want to say, is then I bring in the spiritual principles. And I'm always trying to package them in such a way that they see, ah, that could be then applicable for me to be more effective in transmitting my vision to my board in order for them to receive me better or to, to have a greater sense of leadership or to be able with crisis to be less reactive and more inspirational how to deal with it. So then to bring back the spiritual principles into the world of the corporate challenges. Thank you. Really great. So uh, what I hear in that is sort of a reminder that whoever, whomever our client is, whether it's a big, you know, vice president in charge of paper clips or uh, somebody just starting out or an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, wherever we are, an executive in the company to I love this meeting where we are and then sort of building the trust and the relationship so that they can, to use your hierarchical model, right, get to the next level up and then you can introduce more and then next level up maybe and introduce more, but to always meet the client where they are. Beautifully said. Thanks. Yes. Um, do you, I don't know if you want to jump in, Alex, but I'm interested in the in the books and the documentary that you've been a part of. So you were part of the documentary lead about coaching yes. and then you participated in the book uh, connected to it called take the leap um is it generally a good idea you think for coaches to participate in sort of documentary or or documentation of our processes and and how is that useful is that a fair question if you could repeat the question one more time so i can fully get it sure so you participated in uh arguably the sure. first documentary about coaching and then and then participated in a book that was connected to it um, yeah. i'm wondering about coaching you know we're now in a place in coaching where we've got some of these seminal books you know thomas leonard's books and other books that have been around about coaching for decades and i'm wondering if you think this is generally useful like does it increase our overall knowledge or is it you know seven different people all saying the same thing in different words is there is there value in documenting coaching processes mm. or coaching basic mm. If I was director of LEAP, I would have done it a little bit differently, but I wasn't. <laughs> I just was one of the, one of the uh, five coaches who have done their work and the documentary is of our clients. 
um, and the challenges, and then our coaching process, and out of that, the breakthroughs, the results, and how that translated into their lives. I believe it's a beautiful thing to watch if somebody is interested in, the, in these kind of uh, documentaries. I doubt that it has a transformational effect. So the, the vision of transforming a million lives by a movie, hmm, yeah. I wouldn't know any movie, including if I would make one, <laughs> that, that was a vehicle to cause a real transformation is at least how I define or how I understand transformation. As a tool for inspiration, why not? Absolutely. And we get the inspiration from many angles. I am absolutely a fan of coaching because coaching is the only structured way of communicating where if you really are taking it seriously and you have a good, a good uh, alignment, congruency with the ethics of it, you're not taking the lead. You are helping the client to discover their own answers and you don't find it anywhere. You know, when you watch YouTube, they will tell you this and it might be great. And you do this and five steps here and 21 days there. And yeah, it's like filling you up. And coaching, ideally, is removing all the stuff so that you can fall back on your own intelligence. And by the way, that is exactly what Jiro Krishnamurti's methodology was. When you listen to him, and by the way, if anyone has, uh, has not listened yet, there's plenty of material available on YouTube. Jiddu Krishnamurti, he was seen as and regarded still as the world teacher. In India, they call him the guru's guru because he was actually the, the teacher of the gurus. And his methodology of speaking emptied the mind. So he had a way in a one hour and 15 minute talking time, that was his precise amount of speaking time. So when he started, he looked in, at the watch and after one hour, 15 minutes, he said, okay, for today. And three days later, then he continued with a different subject. But in that one hour and 15 minutes, what was happening when you were listening is, your mind got, your mind got hijacked. The stuff that is not true, suddenly wasn't there anymore. And when you really surrender and expose yourself to the experience, you are totally open and you follow what he's saying and the questions he's asking, you are experiencing a transformational process. But that is a piece of art and he's the master of that. And coaching is going into the same direction. And that's why I think it's so precious. What about your books? You know, I, I, this comes up a lot. I actually was on a conversation this morning with somebody who was upset that their podcast hasn't made them a ton of money or somewhat famous yet. And uh, I didn't chuckle at them, but inside I did. And I often think that with books, podcasts, right, that my stance is write the book, do a podcast because you love it or you have something to say, not because you hope 
it's going to make you famous or people are going to be banging down your door for business. Um, you have a couple of books, you give them away for free. You shared some podcasts up. What's your stance on like, what's your advice or feedback for coaches listening, write a book, do podcasts. What are your thoughts? To write a book. That's what you're asking. Yeah. Like, does it, does it serve you as a, like, is it, mm. is it something that you suggest coaches do? Does it help them with their business or is it almost like the documentary is like you did it because you're passionate about it? Look, if, if you wrote a book and you know how to market it and you are willing to go into all of that, that is required to get the book really up into the public and then to create the momentum that is required to get you onto the list. Okay, if you know the whole process and you're willing to go for it and the book is really great, fantastic. It's a very good tool. Yeah, maybe Oprah picks it up or some, somebody, you know. And I, when I wrote my first book, The Journey, I had dozens of interviews in Cape Town, in Johannesburg. I lived for 10 years in South Africa. That was the time when I, when I wrote the book. Um, interviews and uh, Odyssey magazine was raving about it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it never reached a point where suddenly the book made me famous. So I didn't have that experience. And I missed it. I had also illusions. I thought, okay, you know, a great book. And then everybody is going for it no matter what. So I got humbled with that experience. I wrote a second book, Passion for Awareness. And it serves for the people who are in resonance with my work. So the people who are in resonance with my teaching, they love the journey, they love the passion for awareness, they're asking for a third book. So I can't say that in my experience, also from the graduates, we have more than 600 diploma coaches, graduates uh, developed over the last uh, 12 years in the academy, that I know anybody who got really great business from having written a book. And it may be for you the absolute breakthrough. The principles when we talk about the coaching business, which I get very passionate about, are really starting with, again, in yourself, in your integrity, in your authenticity, because when that is not in place, you need to be cunning, you need to manipulate, and then you do all the strategy, then you are... Um, then you're modeling others. And I know there's a big, big um, um, train out there who is promoting this, but it's not my journey. So when it comes to business for coaches, then the foundation is integrity, authenticity, clarity, and diligence. You need to be, you need to be willing to put in a lot, a lot, a lot of your life to set it all up and to create the foundation for your success. So books may or may not be valuable when it comes to the business, but they may serve a great purpose for yourself in writing it. And also for the few or many people who are actually reading it. When, when I get letters, um, what happened to people when they, when they read my book, uh, it's touching, it's wonderful, it's moving, and it's more than one, it's more than 10, it's more than 100, and I know that my book made a difference, although I never saw the number one New York uh, best-selling list, and yeah, I don't, I don't actually 
expect it anymore and that's perfectly okay for me. So I made my piece and I done a good work with it. Maybe one day the universe has something else in mind. And uh, that's our journey. Yes. I love the notion that this was a humbling experience. That's a great frame for any of our uh, perceived failures or, or missteps. Um, a quick, quick rapid fire question. Ready, Mark? The biggest, yes. the biggest error I see most coaches make is blank. What's the biggest error you see coaches making? Are we talking about coaching or the coaching business? Uh, we will accept any answer you have for us. <laughs> okay. 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 The biggest, did you say mistake? I said error, but I'll take mistake. Error. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. The biggest mistake coaches make, according to my observation, is to not trust that indeed the real and best and only authentic answer to all of their problems and challenges of the client is in the client. To not trust that principle and therefore falling back into doing the coaching trying to help the client, finding out things, looking for the right questions. That's a big mistake. If the real coach has this unquestionable trust and that presence, just being in the presence of someone who is absolutely convinced looks at you, not saying anything, and is convinced you got the answer. And this is the moment where you are making contact with the right answer to the biggest problems of your life. That's the space of silence. That's the space of possibility. Any doing in it just, just pollutes it. And that's the biggest error I believe coaches make, not to trust Beautiful, beautiful. And what a great note for us to end on today. I want to remind people how to uh, find Mark, where to look to get more uh, value, and also let people know how generous you are. The website is www.creativeconsciousness.com. That's creativeconsciousness.com. Of course, you can find the books, uh, both The Journey and uh, Take the Leap. And there's another one, Passion for Awareness. All passion for awareness wherever books are sold fine books are sold creativeconsciousness.com tell us about the giveaway you have a multiple multi-part giveaway for our listeners today do you remember what they all are or shall i tell you what you've told us yeah please <laughs> sure there's so many a free one-hour master class on conscious living a free personality yeah. test a free level of consciousness test and a free sample of each of the books how would we uh, yes. how would we access that well, first of all, the masterclass is what I have recorded about two years ago. Um, it consists of five videos to, uh, summing up to a total of one hour. And I'm sharing real value and knowledge all related to conscious living and creation. So to move away from being a reactor, becoming a creator in the philosophy that I just shared, in the philosophy of my experience of life and creative consciousness. So that's a complete and free masterclass available directly on the start page of the website and enjoy. 
just go with it. If you like the first video, then the other four are just a wonderful experience to continue the masterclass. And the test is a personality test, four personalities, the knower, the humanist, the skeptic, and the challenged. And I don't, um, I gave, what I do is I give you a feedback of the result of the test as a video. So it's not a written statement, okay, you are the no and here are the no. You get something in writing, but I take 10, 15 minutes time and give you a video feedback, which is a great experience, I believe, for, for a test result that is practical, that you can take directly into your life and have inspirational um, um, ideas how to shift and expand the limitations of your particular personality type. The consciousness test is a test that um, helps you to calibrate on which of the seven levels of consciousness development you are. And there's, a, there's great test result material. You get a mantra, you get uh, um, an interpretation, you get clarity on what you need to do in order to reach the next level of consciousness and so on and so forth that's also for free and the sample of my book Amazing. which book was it i gave as a sample um christopher was it the journey or passion for awareness uh, i think each each okay fine i'm yeah. really feeling generous apparently each, yeah christmas consciousness christmas each is cool five chapters five chapters so a good idea a good read for you to be inspired about and then um, yeah if you are interested in the coach training and consciousness coaching i'm also passionate and being available to meet you on zoom have a personal call answer all your questions and inspire you with regard to the possibility that maybe one day or maybe soon you become yourself a consciousness coach and uh, yeah, that would be a real privilege to have that opportunity to engage with prospects of the Coaching Academy. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for such a personal hands-on touch. All right. That is Mark Steinberg, MCC. You can find out more about the work and get uh, the benefit of all of that generosity by going to creativeconsciousness.com. Mark, thank you so much for joining us from your idyllic life in Crete, on the island of Crete. Uh, it's been extraordinary. Alex Terranova, you're available at thedreammason.com. Any final words, thoughts, or parting shots you'd like to take today? You know, I thought I was oh, parting shots. I thought I was. I thought I was one of the few people that speak about uh, like living your every day of your life like a vacation. So it's nice. It's nice that I'm not the only that I'm not the only one feel validated and seen. <laughs> uh, thanks, Mark, for being with us. Christmas. Yeah, thank you for having me create the life you love to live and take it serious. It's possible. Yeah. Indeed. Well, I thank you, dear listener, for being with us this week. As every week, we bring you people out on the cutting edge of coaching, people you need to know about, pioneers, or just plain interesting folks right here at Accomplishment Media or wherever you get, you get your podcasts. Uh, we're in our 20 first year of this here podcast, bringing you uh, folks you need to know about each and every week. And I thank you for listening. And we will talk to you next week. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to The Coaching Show. We will talk to you next week.